brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I feel like we're really just like the two most boring people of all time. I invested in education. You invested in a chair. We're literally people are hoping that we're going to say that we like bought a small island off the coast of Tahiti. I mean, and we're like, I bought you, a chair. If you want to, um, I'm like, how many times we could do some calculations. I feel like I buy a new sweatshirt every single time I go to Target. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. I'm Lily here with Jocelyn, and it is, um, I mean, we're filming this like halfway through December. It's kind of still early December. I'm impressed that we're this far ahead. I am too. I mean, look at us. Now we actually get a winter (laughs) break for once. It is kind of amazing. I don't even know what vacations are. Uh, what is I that? I was thinking, so I have this, I've been, I've been like perpetually anxious for, I'd say on um, the last 10 years, <laughs> but um, I was on a walk the other day and I had gotten a lot done. Like, uh, well, first of all, I've discovered if I ever am like not exercising at all, just like force me to get up because that's like the one thing. If I start working out, that gives me more energy. And then I'll just like get some momentum and keep going. Not to mention, I feel like people need to know you are incredibly athletic. I was talking no, you my... really are very, very athletic. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was talking to my friend the other day and he, I was uh, going to play basketball. Um, we were going to shoot around because he has an empty gym. Because... Yeah. Casual because he trains it's... NBA people. Big oh, deal. Whatever, you know. Yes. Well, so <laughs> on my way, I was like, Hey, do you want McDonald's? And he was like, Oh fuck. Like, did you ask me two days ago? Maybe. But like, Why, what's he doing I... now? Apparently he's like trying to get ripped for new years. And I was like, people still do that. To spend it with your <laughs> wife and children. Like why? This is okay. not Cabo Spring Break. Okay. okay. But, but also like back up. He is like literally like a chiseled, like I, I of can't course. even, he always, he's someone that actually one of the few like health people I know that is not always like particularly healthy and will eat Jack in the box like every day yes. for months. Yeah. But, uh, he said apparently he had eaten Jack uh, Jack the box every day for a month straight. And he was like, yeah, yeah I started to notice a difference. Now I'm being healthy. Sure. And sure, he said sure. after one day, he noticed a difference. I was like, of course. Yeah, I'm an asshole and I'm the same. Like I'll work out once and I'm like, oh, cool. 
That is literally Chris to a T. He is the only living person I've talked to in COVID. Well, for the most part, who's like, I can't stop losing weight. I'm just like, you look like a mannequin. I'm really glad I get to benefit from this. But you can't share that information publicly. I mean, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I was going to announce it. And then I was like, "Mm, should I not? Do I know about this? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. Well, so when I was uh, playing basketball with my friend, we came to the decision uh, because I do eat almost exclusively fast food and all the comments on my blog mess are like, "Uh, you are unwell. (laughs) Like, how are you alive? And I'm like, oh God, that's why I don't vlog because then people will know my secrets. But uh, we discussed how, because I was like, oh my God, yeah, me too. All of like an app after like one day of working out. And then I said, I like, I'd be so curious to see my body after doing one of those like 30 day transformations. Stop. Are you going to do it? You're going to be a fitness model. I already know you're in Victoria's Secret or in like Sports Illustrated. I already know it. Well, I don't have any boobs. So maybe if I um, get some, then we can work on that. But um, (laughs) not really. Just Uh, work on like a, just work on the badonkadonk. You know, that can be like your centerpiece. You could <laughs> show that say off. That again. Well, Do people so, still say badonkadonk? I don't, did they ever really, unironically? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Sorry. No, no white people did. <laughs> um, I, but, so I said that and then he was like, oh my God, well, we should do it. I could train you every day for 30 days. And I was like, mm, like, could you though? Like, I, that feels like that's a lot. So we decided on 21 days. Because yes. 21 is like how um, how many days to build a habit, correct? Right, yeah. So he apparently has a um, meal prep chef that he has like on on call for his clients. And uh, Are you going to start mixing in fruits and vegetables? Well, so here's the thing. So I've texted like my mom and told her and she was like, uh, you don't need to lo- like, you don't need to lose weight. What do you mean diet transformation? And I'm like, I'm not meaning diet transformation or working out to lose weight. I'm meaning just to be healthy and then hopefully see if it has an effect on my back because that's, and my skin, because that's like the number one thing is everyone's like, if you just fixed your diet, everything would be fine. And um, I think this is going to be a game changer for you. And you're actually going to gain a lot of muscle. I think we will see. So, um, we're probably going to do it in January, I think. And Oh my gosh, I want to come if it's socially distanced. Please let me join for a session. Yeah. Outdoors, obviously. Of course. Wow. Okay, well, we've gotten so ahead of ourselves. We need to jump into the show. Um, Let's do Over It. So, Over It. What she said. (laughs) Okay, Lil, I'm actually very excited that you had such fun, positive news to lead us in with the show. So I can um, follow it up with some negative. <laughs> yeah. What what sort of shitty situation do you have yourself in? <laughs> You're so funny, Jocelyn. Um, she is referring to what I'm over today, which is people that don't pick up their dog's shit. Are you kidding? I don't even understand the logic behind it because like, aren't you worried you're going to step in it? Like, unless you are mixing up your walk routes every single day, <laughs> never yes. take the same dog walk twice. But I, apparently today I stepped in it at some point. I went on a walk. I, I feel like usually you notice right away, but it's also, those are new it could have too. It could have been really old poop. That's like, no, that's the crusty. problem. It wasn't. So um, then at some point, I don't know how, but it got on my couch and I didn't realize that we were about to film this and 
now. You need I'm to sue someone. Thrilled. You need to sue someone. I'm giving you clearance to do that. I feel like it's just uh, disgusting. And that was I a nice like, pottery ba- barn couch. There's been times that I like the the bag will like fall out of my pocket on my way down to take Max out. And when he starts going and I don't have it, I'm mortified because the last thing I want is anyone seeing that I'm one of those people that doesn't do it. But like, I never even see anyone that doesn't pick it up. So I'm like, where are they? Are they just like going out and like, 3 a.m. They go in like off hours so they don't have to. You should start doing a midnight poop patrol just to see what's going on out there. Yeah, you should get out there and then we should start arresting people. I just, citizens arrest. Yeah, citizens arrest definitely would. Yep, that would go well. (laughs) Because seriously, that's just disgusting. I'm sorry. Well, it's just like, it's not that hard and there's a trash can at the end of the street. Like there's no excuse. Oh my gosh. It, It grosses me out just thinking about the feeling and the sensation of stepping on it and like the squishness of it. So gross. God, we used to have a huge backyard when I was little and many a time barefoot. So, right so, so gross. Wow. Well, I'm sorry, Lil. I hope that you, you figure over? things out. Okay. So this is actually something that I don't think I've ever talked publicly about, <laughs> but something that popped into my mind recently And it's just the general topic of airplane etiquette. Not that people are really flying anywhere. But do you know what grinds my gears more than anything on planet Earth is when you're on an airplane, plane lands, the little dinger goes off, right? Allowing you to stand. Yeah. Oh, when people clap, I'm like, have you ever left your house? Please stop clapping. Um, Then the answer is no, they've never left their house. Okay. So the bell goes off and that is a signal to be civilized, stand up, grab your overhead bag and start filing out of the airplane in a very dignified fashion. I cannot deal with these freaking people who are in the back of the plane, grab their bag and run to the front like the world is ending if they don't get off the plane first. You need to wait in line. Okay, there needs to be a civilized, dignified way that people exit a plane. I can't stand it. Those if, if someone was like really in a hurry and they like booked it and like made an effort to get off first, honestly, If they're running late, if they're running late or something. Sure. What I don't get is the people that are very impatient that are in the back of the plane that like they physically can't get off until everyone else gets off, but they're standing and they're like, like hovering. I'm like, just sit down. Like you're not going anywhere. Why? Yeah. Like that's like people in lines that are like, they have to like wait, like right up next to you. And I'm like, you being closer doesn't physically, it doesn't like you physically being more near the end of the line doesn't make the line go any faster. No. And my favorite like similar thing is when you're driving and someone absolutely just has to get around you and has to pull around you. My favorite thing is when those idiots get get around you and then you get stuck in the light. And I love to just glance over and give them a little (laughs) loser. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like I, (laughs) many times I feel like am that asshole and I'm the one that's like, don't make eye contact. This is so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. I'll like turn right and like add more to my route just so I don't have to be next to you at a That's hilarious. But I am curious because I know in like different countries, there are different like norms for everything. I'm curious that if the concept of waiting in line to get off the plane is like something American that like we just do and think is normal, but that in other parts of the world, maybe it's just like not annoying or rude to like it's just customary, maybe. I don't know. I'm very curious. I mean, I so. don't feel like it's like a voluntary option for us. It's just logistically that is you have to w- wait 
It feels like it makes the most sense. And actually, Chris was on a plane not too long ago. And he said, you know, obviously, like now you don't sit next to people. You're not touching people. There's space on the plane. And he said one of these people tried to get off the plane real quick. And a lady, like a mom, stopped him and was like, you need to back away from me right now. You need to wait in line. You need to stop moving. And I was like, dang it. We had to like wait for COVID to happen so that you could tell these people to sit the F down. Anyways. Well, um, I, one more note on plane people before COVID, I feel like now they're, I hope that they're not selling middle seats. Um, but when they were, if you get stuck in a middle seat, the people on the two other seats should just be like, oh, that sucks. Like they drew the short straw and not take both of your armrests. Oh yeah. Middle person should get both armrests. Lean to the other side, side people. I don't understand. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not to mention like, like those seats I've, like, are very like small. A, like a nudge off with someone. Oh, you like, have? wait till they're kind of asleep and then you're like kind of sharing it. And then you just get like firmer and firmer until they're like, fuck fine here. <laughs> Yeah, that could be actually like, yes, me too. (laughs) That could be like a whole episode of this show could be like the strangest things that have ever happened to us on airplanes, because I know I've had a lot of weird experiences. Do you want to just like make that this episode? (laughs) We can, but I'm actually excited about what we're going to talk about, but we haven't gotten to that yet because as you know, Lil, we like to open up the show to our overshare fam and invite them to be on the show. So for those of you guys who want to participate in all of this fun, we're asking you to give us a call at our voicemail because yes, we have a phone line. It's 562-661-8729. And you need to leave us a voicemail with what you're over. It's got to be detailed, three minutes or less. This is a group vent sesh. We want to know what's grinding your gears. Please, please do. Um, so with that thought in mind, let's just roll the tape. Who's called us this week? Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Lily. My name is Alexandra, and I'm so over being overtly emotional lately. For a little background, I graduated from college in May 2020, and I'm 22 now, but I literally cry at almost anything nowadays. I never used to be a crier, but I cry at the smallest inconveniences, and I happy cry at anything that makes me somewhat happy. I think it's good to embrace how you feel, but I watched the Puss in Boots movie the other day and literally cried. Um, I cried thinking about the future, my family, my dog, and even when I was eating Chipotle the other day, I almost cried. I'm honestly not even that sad. I would say that I'm a pretty happy person, but I just start crying at the littlest things nowadays. I don't know why, but I don't know how to stop, and I am super over it. I just want to have a stable mindset and not be so emotional, but in another way, I feel that this year has been so bad that I kind of have an excuse to cry, but yeah, that's what I'm over. Hopefully, someone can relate. So I don't feel like a complete crybaby over here. But yeah, I love you both and hope everyone watching stays healthy and safe. Oh my gosh, Puss in Boots coming in hot. The the eyes in that when he like stares at the camera and does the big. Lily, do you you feel like you've become more emotional as you've aged? Yes, definitely. Uh, Well, first I was going to say, it could be because like, you know, there's a pandemic going on right. and um, it feels like the world's ending. And I will tell you that I had my first like wave of really bad anxiety and just like 
existential crisis, quarter life crisis, um, right after I graduated college. Right. So I don't know if I would say that was my most emotional time, but it was definitely my most like anxious and like, Oh my God, what's going on? I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, which is nice to have people like Jocelyn around to Yeah, what like, helped you? I know you got your sweat medication, right? Yeah, literally. I was just thinking that. I was like, I'm kind of sweating right now. Um, it's weird because for me, I think a lot of it ended up, I think this isn't confirmed, but I do think a lot of it is back related because like something's out right now and my hands are sweating. It's and it, how it was back then. It was like, right. it was never necessarily I was anxious and they were sweating. It was just like, okay, I can't really hold a mouse. And then that would make me more anxious. And then I would tense up and then I would just freak out. And I'd go in there to Charleston's <laughs> office, like crying. Like, I need to I'd be like, just go home. She's like, just go you home. can um, write your story on Justin Bieber. Friend. <laughs> no, no, but what I was going to say is I feel like it might be worth it. If you really are actually like experiencing like a flood of uncontrollable emotions, you might have something you want. You might want to just like get your blood work, your hormone work done. You never know what's going on. Well, so I was going to say, I one, yes, this is an emotional time. And I feel like you're going through like a pivotal moment in your life for sure. The world is shitty. So that could be it. Or maybe you're like me. I think mine could have been back related. And then also I was going to say what Jocelyn just did. Um, and actually I just, uh, got started on hormone, like herbal supplements to Mm -hmm. try and balance mine out because I tweeted the other day. I was like, can you tell when I get my period? If you look at my walking, my steps tracker, it's like normal, normal, normal. And then it's like four days of like no movement at all. (laughs) And, um, I also saw a TikTok the other day that was a girl uh, FaceTime her boyfriend and she's like, hey, babe, you know what? Um, yesterday I, and then she just goes on this like long rant of or tangent of like, when I um, said that I hated everyone, I wanted to move and I like hated my life and I cried and I yelled at blah, blah, and just like says all these horrible things that she did. And the guy goes, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, I got my period this morning. And she shows his reaction and he's like, I knew it. <laughs> and I've never related to something harder. Uh, I know Nicole Tang can vouch. I've had days where literally we're going to Coachella one of the years and I couldn't find a backpack that I wanted to bring. Stop and it. started crying. Little <laughs> mental breakdown. And then I got my period the next day and I told Nicole, I was like, hey, sorry, I was being a little bitch. <laughs> and that's the thing. It can change all throughout your life. too. So like hormones are crazy. Absolutely. So I think it's worth getting that checked out. But I'll just say in general, um, I don't know when I hit this threshold of being like not a totally cold hearted person. Because I used to be like absence of emotion. You don't cry a lot. No, but I do a lot more now. Chris is here. Come over here really quick. So Chris, Chris, this is my my husband. Um, Really quick. I know you can't hear these people, but will you please interject and let these people know how often I cry? Just pop in right here. Probably once every five to seven days. See? A lot. Once every five to seven business days. Yeah. And sometimes it'll just be like, oh my gosh. Oh, like, oh, oh my gosh. You know what got me good recently? Okay. This is so random. I saw that the Pope invited a bunch of NBA players to come to the Vatican. And I read the transcript and he was like, you know, you guys are fighting for social justice and I believe in you and you're using your platform for good. And I was like, I love the NBA. I love this. It's so nice. I started fully hysterically crying. And Chris was probably like, 
Oh well, my gosh. I, see, and that's where I feel like the difference is. It's like, there's the crying where it's like uncontrollable, sad crying or like upset crying when you're like, you're, you get so worked up and you don't necessarily know or over like a little thing, but you don't really know why. And you're just like, it's uncontrollable. But then I, I more recently had the crime where it's just like anything kind of sentimental or sweet. Today I passed who posted Justin Anderson posted. Um, there was a teacher and he goes on zoom and he's like, is ever is everyone's cameras off? Is, is that a thing we're doing? And he's like so confused and he's old. And they all turn their cameras on at the same time and they all have personal little note, like thank you notes that they wrote him. And he starts crying and he has to go get a tissue and it's just the sweetest thing I've ever seen. See, so, but I just, I think we are also very tapped into our emotions right now because yeah. of the world we're living in. I think you know? we're feeling more empathetic than normal just normal, because you're seeing yeah. so much stuff that is affecting so many people and you're much more aware of it than normal yeah absolutely so, I think so, that kind of crying though is completely normal and fine yeah absolutely but if you feel like oh my gosh I'm crying like literally 70% of the day maybe just go talk to your doctor there's, and see there's what's something up. different about the the like pre-period cries where like I'll literally it'll be like 7 p.m. and I'll literally just go to sleep because I'm like curled up in a ball on the couch. I don't have cramps or anything. It's just like my body is like, no, we can't. You have emotional cramps. On. You have emotional cramps. You know wow, what I mean? So I like that. Alexandra, what we're saying is we relate. We get it. We hear you. We see it's, you. We're saying it's normal, but you maybe could fix it. So I would potentially get it checked out. The other thing I would advise is don't watch any Pixar films because you will be <laughs> a the, train wreck. The mom okay? always dies. Always. Nothing animated. Stay away from animated. I would no say pets too. Honestly, I was going to say you should just watch like Animal Planet, but I feel like that's emotional. I just stick to serial killer of, documentaries. Yeah, just take it to the next level. Anyways, if you guys are looking to vent in the same way that Alexandra did and share some emotional stuff with us or whatever it is that you're over, please give us a call one more time. The phone number is 562-661-8729. Three minutes or less. Leave us the dirty, dirty deets. We can't wait. Don't be shy. <laughs> um, Lil, are you ready to jump into this episode? Let's overshare. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So it is 2021. I could not be more happy. And I am currently living in the past in 2020, but I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Um, and I'm ready to make some good decisions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, those. 
<laughs> I was trying to come up with a segue of like how to talk about the topic that we're going to be talking about because it is sort of niche and it was sort of inspired by this girl that I follow on Twitter, Doha. Does she follow you? She's an NBC. I think oh, she's yeah, an- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she was the one who tweeted me. Like, I don't know her in general, but she's awesome. She's like a real journalist. I, I have a good segue. Yeah. Um, 2020 was um, a rough year to say yeah. the least. Yeah. So um, I think that we all probably partook in a little retail therapy to uh, boost the dopamine levels. Yep. Uh, I maybe too much. <laughs> Partook too Um, much. So uh, today we're going to talk about some of our biggest uh, or most ridiculous quarantine splurges, but then also just take it back for like full lifetime splurges. Like, what if we spent our money on that? We're like, maybe could have could have been something better, maybe. Um, because I've actually noticed, and you might've seen this too. I know a lot of YouTubers, especially like younger ones who are like my best purchase of at age 25 or like the thing I've spent the most money on. And then they reveal like that they're, they can't stop buying like Dior bags. Or it's something. funny because I've seen the titles, but I've never clicked on them because yes. I never want to know because I'm like, Oh God, well, it's just going to make me feel poor. But I usually, they have seen, or even just when people are buying expensive purses or like expensive jewelry, that doesn't compute to me because that's not something that I spend my money on. You have and a I'm much sure more, you have a more other expensive habit. But exactly. But I, at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, how do you just have like on a purse? Like It's true. It's what? true. It's crazy. And you know, I um, love nice purses, but I never buy them. I'm always like, I'd rather go to Australia or something. I would have to, exactly. I would have to have such disposable income yes. and like, just be like, Oh, well, whatever. Sure. I know someone, an influencer, and I'm not going to say who it is to protect her identity. Um, she has a full on insurance thing taken out on her handbag collection because it's I mean, hundreds, hundreds idea. of thousands of dollars worth of handbags. Um, and Correct me if I'm wrong, but do they they don't depreciate in value if you depends on the brand don't use them, which is why it's not which a bad is investment. Weird that you would have it to begin with. But if you buy like a you know a Chanel a classic Chanel bag, it's not going to depreciate. If you buy anything that's like classic Louis Vuitton, it's but not if you try and get like something trendy or like, but if yeah, but if you try to buy like oh I found this denim printed grocery style bag, forget about it. Your all your money is gone the second you walk out the door. So I hope you like it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm. I I can understand. I don't know. I would have to be making so much money to be buying a lot of expensive, like clothes is one thing even, but then accessories. Yeah, unless it's straight up just diamonds, I'm not here for it, or some sort Even of like then, gemstone. Like, give me fake ones. Who cares? But what have you been buying during? What was your biggest <laughs> during splurge lunch or quarantine? Let, let's start. Let's start with quarantine. Biggest splurge during quarantine financially. Probably, I'm like, how long have we been here? Forever. <laughs> um, I think probably my monitor, my most recent monitor. Oh my gosh. Cause you've had so many. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was probably, it was like a, around a thousand. For a computer monitor. Yeah. I have no idea how much they're even supposed to but cost. So Well, and it, and it's like huge. So it, it felt like, and it was on, I think I got like $300 off too. 
See, so. here you are doing what I do, just talking yourself into it. It was on sale. It was basically community service. I needed to take it off their hands. They needed the shelf empty. <laughs> That's I, I had been like, kind of like peeking on Amazon for a while. And then I saw one and I was like, mm, you know, I could. And then I got paid. And I was like, mm. and then all of a sudden, like a month went by. And I was like, oh, remember when you got paid and you spent it all? <laughs> um, but I would say like something like that though I justify because I'm like well the reason I want it is because one I'll be more excited about working, working on my computer and two because it actually has like benefits like I was getting a 4k monitor because I was screen recording a lot of stuff so it would make the result I'm not gonna keep explaining to you because you're just gonna nod and pretend um, no but I, I know what you're saying it's but honestly yeah, but it's- it, it had legitimate reasons why yeah. it was going to be a beneficial purchase in my life. It wasn't just like, oh my God, that'll be fun. But at the same time, like, could I be editing on my laptop without any of the three monitors that collectively cost thousands of dollars? Absolutely. (laughs) But it's still a tax write-off. So I think, especially when you're self-employed, you have your own small business. That's how I justify everything. I'm like, I'm investing, gotta spend money to make money. No, same. And especially at the end of the year, I'm like, oh, the, the year is coming to an end. I got to like make some purchases to get my taxes down yeah. as much as possible. And I just am like, what, what's my dream? What do I want? But I mean, it's not necessarily always the best idea. I will say that I feel like, especially for like a computer and like editing or camera purchases, I do not necessarily like actively. I'm not like, okay, I bought that. I need to do this. But I do try and like, then like teach myself something, like learn something new to feel like I'm kind of, doing something to deserve it. No, totally. And I think you can easily my, my skill set further your education, which actually interestingly, so during quarantine, especially at the beginning, and I think, you know, this, I did a lot of education classes online. Like I was buying classes, like learning. (laughs) Do you belong to Skillshare? (laughs) Yes. I actually love Skillshare. We, I actually was thinking about using it later. We love Skillshare. They sponsor this show sometimes. I love and a good tutorial. We are real life fans, okay, of what they're serving up, especially from Plant Daddy, the guy who does the plant class. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. I that's 10 out of 10 recommend. This episode is also, I don't think, sponsored by them, but we love them. Um, So I was investing in a lot of educational classes. I did actually one about podcasts before we launched this. I did one that was about Pinterest, which turns out, has really worked out well for me because now I'm like a pinfluencer, I've decided. The third one is a class that I bought that was very expensive. I think it was like $2,000. And it was a class that teaches you how to create your own class. So that like I could go out and be like, I'm going to recreate a class that's all online and I'm going to teach small businesses how to create video content that will push the needle of their business or whatever. $2,000. I did. I did. For someone to tell you how to organize stuff that you want to teach people. So much more than that. Okay. They teach you about the interfaces, all the different types of technology. They create a community for you. But then I got really busy because work picked back up. Mm. So I have not finished the class. I have finished the other two classes and I have implemented everything that I learned. So I feel like it was a good financial investment, but Uh, Sometimes when I think about the fact that I haven't finished that class, 
it makes me like feel a little barfy inside. It's funny you mentioned um, getting busy and not using something you paid for because um, uh, I do have a tendency to sign up for things and go, I'll just cancel it a little bit. And then never. I collect it. I think it's probably every six months to a year. I'll go through all of my, I have like two, I think I have two credit cards and my debit card. And I'll have to go through all three of them separately and scroll through all the charges to make sure because I'll even have it where it's like, I'm getting charged for HBO Max on three different cards because I like forgot the password one night I was high. And I was like, oh, I'll just make a free trial and I'll delete it. And I don't. And I'm like, why do you have two accounts? You're so stupid. Actually, you are the person who first told me about this there's some service that you can get that goes through all your accounts to show you what like monthly uh, recurring charges. You I have. had that and it. It's I feel like you can set it up to make it work well for you, but uh, it didn't. It doesn't categorize everything totally accurately. Um, but yeah, it would tell like, oh, you spend this much on groceries. You spend this much on this. Uh, but my subscription thing is an issue. And one of the things that I bought, I think it was like I was 400 maybe ish and i actually think it auto renewed four hundred dollars yeah something what is it is it like it's, adobe no and it's something that i want to use and i just like don't and am stupid and i don't think it like expires i think once you pay for it you can use what you could have it's called move you and it's like a basically it's a i don't want to say fitness program but like physical therapy kind of program where I followed their Instagram a long time ago and their whole thing is like, uh, their tagline is fix your shit. And they're oh, like, like, really that. just like obnoxious. And like some of their videos are a little too much for me even, but they're really just like, Oh, you're doing it wrong. Like fucking do this instead. And like <laughs> are very just like blunt and to the point. Yes. And like one of the first things they, uh, teach you, it's like little video sessions. You can join a Facebook group and then you can like get feedback from instructors other or other people. Who are involved. Yeah. It definitely feels worth it. And I think just seeing what's, I would pay for what's on their Instagram. And I know what I did pay for is way more than what's on their Instagram. So I just need to actually use it. That's um, cool. I've never heard of that. I think that's actually a good investment if you use it. Yeah. It's, it's made up by like, um, physical therapists, chiropractors, and specifically they, um, have, introduced me to a lot of pelvic floor stuff, yeah. which I want to look into because no one ever talks about that. And I didn't even know it was a thing. And it seems like every video I see on it, I'm like, pelvic what? floor is actually everything. Your core in general is like, I didn't know to take a-, a deep breath until a year ago. I know that's crazy. And I'm curious if people who like listen to this show, the only reason I know about how to breathe originally is because of singing in like my little elementary school <laughs> choir. Days. Well, they teach you how to breathe when you sing. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely never was singing. So yeah. So basically, just for you guys who don't know, when you take a breath in, you're not your body's not supposed to get smaller. It's supposed your to get bigger. supposed to go out. So it's supposed to balloon. Yeah, it's supposed to be like you breathe in and your stomach balloons out first. And then after that is your diaphragm filling up with air. Then you can fill up your lungs too. I would fill up like just like the upper part of my lungs and my chiropractor would be like, that's your deep breath. Are you joking? Like, what do you mean? And I'll take deep breaths. And then I guess when you, um, then when you breathe it out, he said to like, it's almost like you're pushing it out with your abs. It's almost like Um, you're trying to like poop it out, but or like give birth to it. 
Like, yeah. But it's like you're pushing it up and out. Yes. And I'll do, take like two deep breaths while I'm laying down and um, have like, like, if you're watching, you get a nice <laughs> preview. I'll have like my hips like, oh, this is not a good angle. Hips like out. And I'll take one deep breath like this and it will pop things and I'll realign That's my spine very without even having to. That's it's very like, interesting. Almost like it is popping. It's like something's expanding from the inside and it's like, moving my hips back into place because everything's been like breathing. I'm telling you, it's a big deal. It's going to be a big deal in 2021. I would love to do. Oh, that's, I mean, this is off topic, but um, in 2021, when we can do anything with people again, I would love to go to some kind of like breathing academy, like breath work, like yoga. A lot of yoga studios do stuff like that. And Breath is so wild. If anybody out here has never done yoga or like anything, they always talk about like breathing and how important it is to breathe correctly. I've walked into yoga classes before and I'm I'm a person who's freaking cold all the time. I'll walk into yoga and they'll just start leading you in like a breathing technique. Next thing I know, I'm sweating just from breathing correctly. I, you need to watch... Um... Yes, Theory did a video with him, but he. Oh, I, I want you to date everywhere. him. I want you to date one of them so bad. Oh Please, Yes <laughs> Theory, if you're listening or any they're, Yes Theory oh God, fans, no one's listening. Oh my gosh, I they might Apparently be. Someone actually commented on one of my videos. They wanted. They thought I would be cute with someone from Good Mythical Morning, and I meant to look him up. Someone Great. that does their food stuff. I guess he likes fast food. That's what we're going to be investing in in 2021. Anyway, yes, as well. Theory has a video with um, Wim Hof, and he's like, yeah, uh, his nickname is the Iceman, and he yeah. has broken all these records. But the ones that really were crazy to me, specifically because I had learned how much breathing affects your body and like how anxiety can just contribute to chronic pain and stuff, that he, I want to say, I don't know if they for sure say it's Ebola, but they like inject him with a virus and he. Heals himself and meditates his way to health. Honestly, I know it sounds totally stupid, but I believe it. I totally believe it. I think it's not the concept of your body being able to heal itself is not crazy. It's just that you need to be able to give it the conditions for it to do so. And I think that we're like never taught how to breathe properly slash he figured out something that doesn't feel natural, but then... That's why we need to like send all of our future children to like some really like forward thinking schools where like kindergarten is just all about playing and breathing. Um, That's all they do. I think all schools need to have um, ergonomic specialists come in and like teach them like how to sit at their desk and stuff. Absolutely. I think that is a very good idea, especially moving forward as people are only going to be on computers and devices more and more. Another splurge, which... I think I bought it right before the oh, new is this, year. Are you going to talk about that amazing chair you bought? <laughs> amazing? You mean my $1,200 chair that... I can't believe the, you bought a chair that cost $1,200. But I sat on it in the store. I went to a store. This had to be... This was definitely way pre-pandemic because Lisa and I went into the store and just like were browsing. But I, it was called Relax the Back. And I've always yep. seen those stores. And I'm like, I've never been in those. What, what, do, they, what do they have? I thought it was like a mattress store. No, they have like just it literally was like a gold mine. I'm like walking, I'm like, this is my heaven. Back tools everywhere. I used but, to be highly featured there in my modeling days. My oh, bed modeling. Yes, Jocelyn is in some bed modeling yep. photos. It's great. Pillows and things it was just me cuddled up. You look so Anyways, relaxed. Continue. 
well, so I sit with she, the lady working there was helping someone. So Lisa and I were like, okay, well, I'll just like test them out. So I start sitting with them and literally I think the cheapest chair in the store was $1,200. That's and crazy. the first one I sat in was like 2000, I think. And I sat down and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is this what sitting is supposed to feel like. And then, um, she ended up showing me the one, cause also like, I wanted it to kind of look not cute, but just like kind of match a little bit. Of course, of course. So I ended up trying this one. And the biggest thing that was weird is that they're really close to the ground. I feel like you don't realize like if your legs are supposed to be like your knees are just supposed to be at a right angle and feet on the ground. So like in order to do that, you're supposed to be pretty low and most chairs don't do that. So it's like you're low on the ground. Then they also have a little foot, uh, like a rocking footrest that Mm -hmm. your feet are like slightly... Forward. And it takes all the pressure off when you're actually sitting in it right and everything's aligned and I feel good. It's perfect. It takes the pressure off the right places. But when you're editing and especially like when you're holding the mouse and you're like looking at the screen, you just out of habit and just being there a long time, I think just start to lean certain ways. It's not a chair that is comfortable at all if you are not so perfectly sitting What's in it. What's the return policy like? Have you already missed the deadline to return it? I don't. I ordered it online. I, I, that's basically, I tried it in the store and then I ordered it online so I could get a different color. And I thought it was going to be a game changer. And now I think I'm going to like blow up the medicine ball I have and use that instead. Yeah, I think that, um, I don't know. I always am super skeptical about all that kind of stuff honestly. And I don't think I've ever bought anything that is that expensive as far as furniture. It it was kind of like, it couldn't be that much and not be amazing. It should be amazing. And to see how much all the other ones were, I'm like, well, this is on the lower end of the expensive ones. But like, still like that's, if you're going to invest that much in a chair, that feels like it should be. No. But I also want to try one of those ones that like you sit on like the ops, like it's like almost like you straddle it and sit like almost like a a horse. Yeah. That feels like that would make sense because my, I just always will find a way to like lean down, like sink down and slouch. But if I was like forced to sit up very, very straight. I have no backrest at all. I feel like we're really just like the two most boring people of all time. I invested in education. You invested in a chair. We're literally people are hoping that we're going to say that we like bought a small island off the coast of Tahiti. I mean, and we're like, I bought you, a chair. <laughs> if you want to, um, I'm like, how many times we could do some calculations. I feel like I buy a new sweatshirt every single time I go to Target. Cause it just brings you joy. <laughs> it but does. It, and they're like $18 usually. And I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, then I don't have to do laundry again. Today. <laughs> exactly. But I'm curious like over the course of your entire life or your entire young adult life, mm-hmm. what is your most, your biggest and most regrettable splurge? And it could be like a vacation. I was just going to say, I think the most stuff I spent car. my money on in the last, well, first of all, I never had money to be splurging and doing anything extravagant or crazy with until like two years ago, probably. I finally was like, wow. I, I can I buy clothes. <laughs> I remember walking into a clothing store one day. I was like, oh my God, I've never gone shopping for clothes where I actually had money. (laughs) I missed that. (laughs) But uh, it was like, I, yeah, it was after quit era. It was probably like the year I left Clever when I started getting occasional brand deals. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I already had my salary, but then I'd get like a little little bump on top of it. Um, 
electronics are the only things that like would break into the thousands, I think. And then I have in the last few years, you know, I, I'm not bougie at all. I'm like actually one of the most low maintenance people ever (laughs) bring me to like a gas station, give me a like microwavable cheeseburger and a soda and I'm fine. But I do feel that is always worth it to, if you have it, to pay for convenience. (laughs) I'm a big proponent of paying for if something's going to like make you not enjoy something as much or if it's just going to like just make it that much better, you know. Why not? Well, Let's, you did. You did fly private to my wedding. Yeah. So, so that's like. So I would say maybe I got a little carried away in the last like two years, especially then when coupled with my back pain. So I would use that as an excuse to get first class. Not as an excuse. It was like I couldn't fly unless I got first class because I needed to be able to lay down. I would say my problem is the Airbnbs. <laughs> Oh, Lily likes a nice aesthetic, love, aesthetic Airbnb. I, and then I and then I use the tax write-off uh, excuse because I'm like, oh, well, I'll just vlog it and then it will feel like it's a work purchase. Um, I think the one for your wedding wasn't that much, but was definitely unnecessary. <laughs> I think something that I accidentally splurged on was my friend Sarah's wedding in Cabo. They sent the rates and it was like, you know, they give like special rates for, for uh, if you're bringing yes. like an entire hotel's worth of people, right. they're going to give you a discount. Yes. Well, didn't see the small print. Um, the rates were amazing. And I was like, shit, this is a nice hotel. That's all we have to pay. I'm Tuesday through Sunday. Let's do a vacation. Plot twist. There was secret fees. <laughs> that was the room fee. I didn't know that there's um, also like a resort fee and like a human being fee and it was suddenly I got charged and it was I think at three thousand dollars oh my god and gosh. I had bought I gotten a lot of room service and I paid for it and then people would bend me like they would come to my room and then Venmo but like the food wasn't that much and we didn't eat that much in the room so I'm like how much room service do we oh my god did I <laughs> what's going on and I called the hotel and I'm like a- angry thinking they charged me the wrong amount no, I agreed to that. I'm just dumb and didn't read the contract. Always so, read the fine print, people. So Always read the, the fine print. At the end of the day, it wasn't like a, oh, what am I going to do? I'm screwed, but... Yeah, and I would say, like, for me, I am a big saver. I don't really spend very much money. The only things I've ever, I would say, invested in as far as investing in my happiness and joy that I have traveled a lot to some really amazing places. Chris and I really, really splurged on our honeymoon, which was like the most worth it experience Did of my guys, entire life. I, I guess I, we never really talked about that. Do you guys like split it? What do you mean? Pay, How pay do for it? work? Yeah. You know what? I can't remember because that was during like the abyss of what it is to pay for a wedding, you know? So we're already hemorrhaging so much money like, that I don't it. really recall like who paid for what. Um, and my parents did give us a really generous amount of money for our wedding, which I try to get them not to do because I'm like, I'm 36 or 37 okay, years but old. That's always like, like, I remember growing up having it always be like, oh, because it's the bride's parents traditionally yes, are supposed to. Yeah, well, whatever that means. Well, but I, 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 I literally remember growing up being like, well, fuck, like, what if they don't have any? Well, I think that's like an antiquated concept anyways, especially as people get married when they're actual adults. But 
regardless of your situation or, or your budget, I still think weddings are incredibly shockingly expensive. Well, that's because you add the word wedding and it's like times five. And we had a very low key wedding. I felt it was very nice. Um, but weddings are pricey. Anyways, that was a big, that was probably the biggest investment I've ever made was Wait, the money that the we spent on that. Are you willing to, will you reveal? You can cut it I out don't, don't really, no, 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 it's fine. I, I mean, whatever. Cause I work hard and I'm yeah, no, in my thirties and I pay like, for so myself. Was your, um, your honeymoon was Well, Africa? the reason, yes. Yeah, so we went to, for our honeymoon, an island called Mauritius for seven days or, or six days, which is an island off the coast of Madagascar, which is off the coast of East Africa. And it's kind of like a Bora Bora location for people that live in Europe. So it's just very tropical. You scuba dive. There's not like a lot to do there, but it's more of a relaxing place. We wanted to go there because really what we wanted to do on our honeymoon was go to Malawi on safari, but we didn't want to go straight there because we were exhausted. So we ended up flying to Mauritius and staying there just to like relax, hang out, do nothing, whatever for six days. Then from there, we flew to Malawi, which Malawi only has one airport in the whole country. Sorry to interrupt. Did you not vlog any of this? No, we have footage. We've just never like really released any of it. Why have I not edited it? I don't know. You're welcome to though. That sounds delightful. So we (laughs) was thinking, I was like, oh, I loved your Tulum footage. It was so fun. So we went to Malawi and we did um, safari there. And then after that, we went to Lake Malawi, which is the biggest lake in Africa. It's almost like an ocean sized lake. I mean, that's what it looks like. You can't tell it's a lake. And we stayed there for another like five days. It was a very long, very opulent, very over the top trip. Um, And I do remember when I was looking into different safari companies, listen, the range of pricing can be like, how much a, of this did you plan thousand. this whole trip yourself or yeah. was it yeah, so and you actually, didn't use like a travel agent? Or no, anything? but I worked with a PR firm because part of it was gifted to us, which was very generous. Like I think I got a lot of my um, trip gifted because not many people travel to Malawi and um, many <laughs> of like, yes, we'll take it. Well, and um, one of the companies I work with had that I work with on the PR side a lot, a lot represents clients that are very much trying to like rebuild areas in Africa that have been completely poached out and start trying to like bring more local people from the community in to have jobs and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and that was something that was important. I didn't want to go somewhere where it was like ruining the environment or the local economy. But let me tell you, the range for safari can be like $500 a day to like, there are rooms. Someone sent me a room that was like, oh, this room is $10,000 a day. Well, that's, and you can like, I don't know where Giraffe Manor is, but that's expensive. I know that's really expensive, but like, could you imagine guys there's a place called giraffe manor where it's uh, like a bed and breakfast kind of a house you stay in where there's just casual giraffes that come poking up their and, heads like, in they just like pop their head into the window and say hello yeah and that's how it was for us like we had just animals we were not allowed to leave our room our tent without a guide coming to pick us up and it was just the Did most they have, like guns and stuff? yes because yeah. there's like lions running around yep yeah. yep we saw lions we saw all of the big five except rhinos the big five are the five animals that are most likely to kill you if they see you <laughs> I literally was like you said it and all i could think of was the big three from this bus <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah. So we saw the big, we saw almost all the big five. We had an amazing experience. We ate, we drank. I had not taken a vacation that was longer than five days in seven years. Well, so this was like a big deal like, for me. Even then, like vacation, like have you maybe had like, I guess you would go on your like girls trips, but like, yeah, but not real vacation, like it was the best invest, the biggest splurge I've ever made for sure. But when it run, yeah. How much was the safari and then how much total do you think? I don't remember individually. I'm just going to give like a number. And this is crazy because I don't spend money at all. So I kind of am just curious. I'm like, what do I have to have to go do this? And this is for both of us, by the way. And also keep in mind, a lot of my trip was comped because they wanted to bring awareness to what they were doing. Um, I want to say like low end, like 10... Like somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars. I literally made probably. a face like that's not that much. <laughs> no, it's a lot of I money. Ever go on a trip? This no, um, but I was thinking you were going to say like twenty. Yeah, I think it was between ten to twenty thousand, and that includes flights and also getting to Malawi specifically is very hard because, like because I said, there's was there like four different planes. Yeah. So, and, and driving, we had a driver that drove us. We had to take a boat to get to one of the places that we were going to. It was very, very remote. Just because I don't like planning and feel like I, like, I like to be able to get somewhere and like, you can just call an Uber. Like if your ride fell through, it's no big deal. That sounds like a situation. Like if someone drops the ball, then you're screwed. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So we had amazing people taking care of us the whole time we were there, but like, I'm the kind of person who won't order Postmates because I'm like, that's too expensive. But then after all these years, and that's what happens when you get married, when you're older, you're able to save your money and go on a treat yourself experience of a lifetime. If I had gotten married when I was like 22 or something, I would have been honeymooning at the Holiday Inn by the airport, like for sure. So no regrets. The best money I've ever spent. Um, and then I think besides that, the stuff I spend most money on is like juice and workout classes. Yeah. Oh, I guess like consistently what I spend the most money on would be weed. Oh, yes. Is that a tax write off yet? I wish. Could it be? Like, it definitely helps. (laughs) Well, it's a medical (laughs) cause, right? Things would not be getting done if I did not have it. (laughs) Um, It's funny because I feel like that used to be something, especially right out of college that if, and the number one, like if someone, if you have a friend or like a parent that doesn't want you to smoke, the number one thing they'll go after is like, well, how much money are you spending on that? Okay. But also like, for example, in quarantine, if we back up, I've not been drinking since at all like literally the entire year so if you compare it to going out especially so like when I was 22 I definitely wasn't I'm I'm trying to think I'm like I probably smoked more actually then but I probably I don't know I consistently can buy it now like I never have to be worried that I'm not going to be able to get any or like there was times like back in the day where it's like there's one little nug left and that better last me a week otherwise I'm screwed (laughs) but it just feels like something that's like, yeah, it does seem like a lot. If you look at it, like you spend that on weed, but it's like, as part of like a daily thing, like it'd be no different than like getting a Starbucks. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like it, and then I think when drinking, going out to a bar, 
oh my God, the amount of money, I only drank beer and I spent a lot of money when I would go out because then you get drunk and then it's monopoly money. So then you'll just spend anything. <laughs> How freaking true is that? It's crazy. I feel like at least our splurges of our lives are more interested, more interesting than our quarantine splurges. So I'm actually kind of impressed with that. I will say my favorite splurge that people I think would judge me for uh, let's and you give me yours next, actually, and then we can do our oh, share. Oh, well. people would ju- judge it's me for something that you felt like it was worth it, but other people would judge you for. Honestly, I think the thing people would probably find most ridiculous is like some of. I don't do it anymore because I'm on a big like saving spree right now. But and I and I'm a big saver. I save like all my money. That's the only reason I like have been able to like buy a condo or whatever. But the juice, the juice is really stupid. I have literally at our old office, shared office, had like $200 worth of juice delivered just for myself before. And that is, that's too much. I guess that's, if you got the ingredients, I judge could myself. you yes. make it? Yes, I could probably. And would for it be cheaper? Probably would cost $2 total for supplies that would last me for the rest of all time. Because there is sometimes so, yes. that I feel like it does like, yeah, it's a lot, but also if you bought all the ingredients, it would still be a lot too. That's why, why I don't cook. <laughs> yeah. So I think the main ways that I always tell people they can save money is just cooking at home. I would say that's See, the I number know. one way. I'm like, my um, advice is just eat fast food because it's very cheap. <laughs> that's actually true too. What's your most um, embarrassing? Um, I, not embarrassing, but just like people will be like, really? Um, the amount of money I think I've spent the last not this year because COVID, but, um, the two years before at Coachella. Oh yeah. Because I think a lot of people are probably under the impression that somehow that's paid for. (laughs) Well, especially the most recent year, it definitely was not because, um, the two blogs that I posted afterwards, I included all of the music and they got demonetized immediately. Uh, so when I think of it like that, it really was not a, good investment per se. But it was a good investment in the joy of life, which is something not well, to I be think, taken lightly if you I can make smart decisions financially. The money I spent for it isn't, I guess, the shameful part that people would turn their nose up at. It's that it's just Coachella in general. And it feels like you would do that for Coachella. But like, it's your Christmas. Really that it's literally your Christmas. But yes, my explanation is that I feel like specifically that has create it has made itself pretty much like my like biggest exactly your biggest annual yes and I think the reason is because it's something that like all other YouTubers and like internet people are very much usually there and I'm getting I'm like I'm getting a good social media engagement while I'm there so it feels like there's some kind of work aspect but because everyone's there and because everyone knows that everyone's there it feels like there's this like pressure lifted that like I don't have to do any, like, I'm nothing I have to do this weekend. I can just like kind of turn my brain off and everyone just is okay with that. I feel like not that I couldn't do that other weekends. Throughout no, the year. and I think it's okay. I think that's okay. You got to do that sometimes. Well, I guess the moral of this story of me and Lily's secret spending habits is that both of us value tax write-offs associated with our jobs and life experiences, which I think are not bad investments, but 
probably also not the most exciting or fun to hear about when you're used to YouTubers and people being like, I bought a Lamborghini and then I bought a whole like line of handbags and then I bought some diamonds. So I apologize if you didn't learn anything revolutionary during this video or episode. No, I feel like this is more (laughs) a glimpse into what actual adulthood and I, I would say we're even so lucky and blessed to be able to said that we could Absolutely. afford any of these things and that we can get occasional discounts or something for shouting it out on top of that. 100%. But, um, so yeah, fortunate. But at the same time, our spending is definitely not like, oh my God, this is my new Tesla. It's like, this is my uh, uh, Volkswagen lease that I spend $360 a month. Something on. to be grateful for. But I feel like Actually, that is a great segue to our final segment. (laughs) So long, farewell. I hate us so much more now. Okay, it's 2021. That is something that (laughs) should... How many times have we established that? (laughs) I I just, I'm excited about it. And we have to keep reminding ourselves because it feels like 2020 is staying forever. I think that's something worth sharewelling about in and of itself, but I will not. Um, The thing that brought me most joy this week is actually, for those of you guys who are watching on YouTube, you can see this amazing sweatsuit that I have on. It is made of sweater material. It's shorts and a sweater. And I'm absolutely obsessed with the concept that loungewear effectively for the future from here on out is all that we're wearing and that people are starting to make like sets that look like pajamas, but that can definitely be worn out and about town. I wore this all over the place today. Literally, you could, I could go out, this is just a sweatshirt, but if I had matching sweatpants, if I went out in just a sweatshirt and sweatpants and my Nikes, I guarantee you, I would get at least one compliment of like, oh, I like your outfit. Yeah, in what it's great. world have we ever been able to like monochromatic sweatsuit look? Yes. Sign me up. I love this. We've earned it though. That is the thing that 2020 gifted us is the death of clothing prisons. Like anything that's tight and uncomfortable is gone. It's canceled. And we earned that. It just reinforces um, my habit of buying sweatshirts. They're all very useful. I've not, my wardrobe is actually pretty pandemic perfect, but Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, the other thing that brought me joy, which it's December 10th as we're shooting this and filming this recording, um, is the headline about this woman who I think is allegedly a spy from China who managed to sleep with like the whole entire government of Northern California successfully. I and love that you say just, managed. Like that's like a difficult job. You, it's like, actually I feel true. Like that sounds like, mm, that's, I mean, it's a lot of work, but like, it doesn't sound like it'd be necessarily hard. <laughs> But we were talking about it before we started recording the podcast and our producer, Melissa, was like, I'm pretty sure that is an episode of Scandal. So yet again, I'm just saying that we need Olivia Pope to just come on, come on in at any point in time and fix all of our problems. Who is the real Olivia Pope that is like working in our government right now? Clearly no one, because there's no fixer handling like the Four Seasons debacle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the force like could you the, imagine like a storyline going on in that show of any of the stuff that has happened in, no it's too COVID. ridiculous it's so like no rudy giuliani his like hair makeup leaking down his face you couldn't write that because it would seem unrealistic 
<laughs> That's actually true. It's so it's so like, oh, God, 2020. This is so far fetched. And it's like, no, no, this is actually happening. Lil, what brought you joy this week? <sighs> um I hadn't been on TikTok in a while and I decided to open it back up and I uh, landed on several different, the different worlds within TikTok are so, the algorithm just blows my mind. It's like, I feel like I have a different experience every time I go on it, (laughs) which sometimes I would prefer if it was like, it would stay the same because there's someone's like, I'll get to a few TikToks and I'm like, I would like to stay here forever. For example, stoner TikTok, big fan. (laughs) Um, ADHD TikTok, I feel seen for the first time. I'm like, wait, that's a, I didn't know that. Oh my God, enlightening. Um, Have you heard about prison TikTok? Absolutely. Heather McMahon, who also has a podcast, she is the one who alerted me to prison TikTok and a lot of other just facets of TikTok that I had no clue existed. I didn't realize that like, phones were so allowed when you're behind I bars. I thought the same. My sister had sent me some a while ago and I had written it down as like, it, I eventually want to do some kind of show where I like just do like little investigative yeah. things. And you're like, that's a perfect one. Cause I'm like, that's so random. And like, what? I need to know more. I watched, I think did maybe Vice did a thing on it recently. Um, and I passed some of them when I was on TikTok last night, which reminded me, but they interviewed some of the prisoners that were doing it. And they said that, I guess the phones themselves aren't that uncommon, but it's just like people willing to use them. And like, that was my biggest question was how are they able to post these? Like, aren't they going to get in trouble? But I guess by the time the prisons find out, it's too late. They're usually they're out already. Interesting. Um, but it's insane. It was just saying it's like people, they ask like, why do you think it's so popular? And it's just like, it's bridging the gap between a world that literally you only really ever see in movies and just like how TV portrays prison that it's so crazy to see. Like he's like making, like they, they finagle. I don't know how they should all be inventors by the time they get out. Cause they are so good at making all this stuff. But, uh, yeah. It brought me joy just Very to- interesting. TikTok is a treasure trove. I need to dive in a little bit deeper because the things I do see bring me pure joy, which is hard to find elsewhere on the internet, quite frankly. So I also like the like occasional sappy ones that you'll pass where it's like someone's like giving you like a motivational pep talk. And I'm like, ah, yes, thank you. I totally agree. More TikTok in 2020, more overshare in 2020, more of you guys in 20. 20- oh, it's 2021. <laughs> Oh, well, already I'm screwing up this year, but what's new, guys? Anyways, I think this episode is over. I just want to say thank you. I think so, too. Thank you guys for listening to this. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. I guess it's, uh, should I say it's 2021 one more time in case we weren't sure? Um, I was treating this like an end of the year thing, but I guess we already had that. I was going to say thank you for listening all year long. And um, make sure that if you do listen and you haven't like left a comment or rating, that you do that. And subscribe, please. And subscribe. And then all also, um, call in and vent your feelings about something that you're super over so we don't feel like we're just complaining. Please do. Sharing really is caring. And with that, God. our friends, we bid you share but well. Jocelyn, give, give them the phone number. Oh, again? 
All right. Just in case, just Gosh, in case to be safe. I just felt like I was really killing it with that outro. It's really great. The number is 562-661-8729. We need what you're over in three minutes or less and get detailed with it. And with that, this episode is actually over now. So goodbye. Uh, Yeah, bye. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.